Africa. The world's greatest wilderness. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We are not just documentaries narrated by old British men. We will not be summarized to our national parks or our tragedies. We are not caricatures of emotionless characters. We might laugh, but we are definitely not a joke. Our dreams are valid. Our hopes are valid. And we will change because we must. This is a compilation of our tales, our conflicts, our challenges, our solutions, our means, our hopes, our cultures, our futures, and our lives. Welcome to Pod Save Africa. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Positive Africa. It's your host, Akadea Adirini. And we're back, guys. We're back. I'm excited. I'm elated. I'm phenomenally uh, excited. Did I say that? I said that already. Did I say that already? Anyways. Um, I think we get it. Okay. Can you let me learn? Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Welcome back, guys. I've missed you guys so much. Like, on Sundays, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm just, like, going to church and, like, yeah. and stuff. I'm just... I just, I just, my heart was empty without you guys. That's the point I'm trying to make. Anyways, so much has been happening and so much has gone on. So I figured that a great place to start season two would be a news update. I know you guys really appreciate the news update, us giving you all the, all the, 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 the interesting things happening on the continent in a digestible form. Um, and that's what we're about to do today. I have two fantastic guests on with me today. They're actually hopefully going to be regular features on the podcast this season. Somebody say, yay, yay, yay. Yay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, so, I said, yeah, say, we're say, really excited. They're, okay. And, and they're going to introduce themselves. Um, Ify, how about you go ahead? T- tell us who you are. Hi, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Ify. Mm-hmm. And yeah. My name is Ify. Auntie, tell us. The and, yeah. <laughs> Who are you? What do you um, like? Why, so, why are you here? Yes. All right. Um, so my name is Ify. Um, I am based out of Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Nigerian, mm-hmm. as you can probably tell by my name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And um, I am definitely very interested in, you know, African issues mm-hmm. and a lot of things happening on the continent and I think this is just a great way to sort of stay involved. Mm. Um, I'm not as involved as I'd like to be. So mm. hopefully mm. as mm. time, mm. first of all, first of all, hopefully as time, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no worries. Um, but hopefully as time goes on, um, we can definitely learn more, um, figure out more ways we can, um, get involved, stay involved, and how we can hopefully have a positive impact. All right, awesome. She's been, she's my sister, by the way, and she's been on this podcast before. If you recognize her voice, but but uh, can you but, let me introduce yeah. myself? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> my name is Kosala. Oh my god. Um, if you're close to me, you know I like to refer to Kosala, so mm. I don't know other hands that Kenny was given. Mm. Um, I am currently based out of Indiana. Mm-hmm. I am Akin's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad to be back on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be back on this podcast as a guest and to talk to all of you today. 
Awesome sauce. Well, guys, thank you. I'm sure my listeners are already excited as well. They're already giggling. They're already excited. They're already shaking. Um, so let's let's get this started. Um, the the first and the I think most exciting piece of news to come out, um, kind of actually came out while I was putting together the stories for this news update, and it was Zimbabwe. Yo, like Mugabe. Uh, for a little bit of background for everybody, Mugabe has been the president let's put that in quotation marks has been the president of zimbabwe for almost 40 years like a long time in fact for the vast majority of people he pretty much seemed like a person that would always be president and at this point (laughs) i mean that's how it felt at this point a, a, a military coup has been undergone to essentially put him out of power and the situation is actually very complex so let me just let you guys know what's going on so the first how this all went down was that um he is 93, right? This guy, he's old as hell. He is. His <laughs> mind <laughs> is a crustacean. He's, he's, you know, he's, Can we, can we just note um, that is. of the almost 40 years that he has been in power, mm-hmm. um, he has only been awake for about 15 <laughs> that, that, of that, those years. <laughs> Let's just put that out there. That's <laughs> fair. That's, the videos. That is, that is fair. Like, everybody sees videos of him at, like, the UN just sleeping. He does not care. This man has no... But, I mean, he's... The man is 93. Like, what, what are you going to do? Um, anyways... He's a true spirit animal. Yeah, he's, he's old as hell. <laughs> but um, he's been president for... A long time um he married this lady who is about who is i believe in her 50s or 60s at this point in time and the the story is that um as he is 93 um as anybody that is 93 should be expecting to do um they were expecting for him to die eventually so they're essentially trying to work out the successorship the secessionship in zimbabwe trying to figure out who'd be next and Essentially, what was supposed to happen initially was that his military guys, like the people he's essentially shared power with this entire time, um, kind of the people who we came into power with, really, uh, the ZANU-PF, um, they were supposed to have some of their top guys who were already in the government um, essentially become the next presidents and vice presidents all of the above. But um, in a very shock move over the last couple of weeks, he fired two of the top guys. Um, and when you kind of look into the story a little more, you find that his wife had actually um, antagonized two of these gentlemen as she, Grace Mugabe, was actually posturing to become the president as well. And he was, you know, kind of in line with that. So over the past couple of weeks, she, she apparently insulted and slapped people. She did all types of crazy things. And um, yeah, the military apparently had taken the last straw. And essentially has kicked him out of power. Now, it's kind of weird because he's technically still president. This wasn't a violent coup or anything. He's under house arrest um, in apparently one of his private homes in Zimbabwe. And like he's at home. He's technically still the president. He says he won't resign. Um, Apparently, his nephew said he spoke to him and his nephew said that he won't give um, legitimacy to a coup by resigning. So it's just it's kind of a whole mess. Um, but now the people of Zimbabwe haven't seen that this is kind of the one opportunity to get rid of a uh, pseudo dictator. They have essentially come out in the streets. They're like protesting. They're you know trying to really make sure he leaves and to make sure that they don't get a kind of another bad situation, right? Um, so, guys, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? That's good. So I think yeah. um, an, an important, and this is Kozala, by the way. Yes, yes. Um, I think an important part of the story that you that you may have missed, missed out or I may have just not have heard you is that 
this whole um some would call it a coup i don't really think it is mm-hmm. um this whole situation um well they've tried to get mugabe out of robert mugabe who i will now refer to as uncle bob out of power <laughs> for several times yes, um, but what incited this current situation is mm-hmm. that his wife basically spoke to him and she she wants to be president yeah. right she wants to be president yep. immensely so so she spoke to him and um convinced him to to fire or get the current the vice president not the current because he's no mm-hmm. longer vice president yeah. out of uh out of seat so that she could become vice president and that way she's one step closer to becoming president yep. and i think that is hilarious because that was basically the the straw that broke the camel's back where everybody was like eh what so yeah. you mean we'll now get an additional how many years of, of, of Mugabe, right? and that's that's what basically is making everyone yeah that's upset yeah, that, yeah. and it's um first Sorry. So, yeah. I mean, first of all, what a woman, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> go. <laughs> right. <laughs> first of all, like, right. I, I, I think um, it's, like, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just so, like, shocked. And so, I mean, like, a few interesting things, right? Like, first of all, this whole situation in Zimbabwe is just, like, if there was ever a fuck fest, this is it. Mm, yeah. um, I don't understand exactly what is going on like i've been reading tons of articles and stuff like just trying to get to some sort of understanding Mm -hmm. it also seems like china may be for the coup not coup that's going on Mm -hmm. um apparently one of the generals um went to beijing last week and so china may have sort of giving some sort of like Wow. green light to whatever the situation is wow. so i i i don't get it and then again then so apparently mugabe is under house arrest but mm-hmm. then he's popping up at graduations and stuff <laughs> yeah. and there's like crazy security around him yeah so i just don't know what to make of it and as much as people are coming out and saying yeah yeah it's time to go and we don't want him anymore yeah will anything come out of that's true what's going on right now i feel like now like everyone is reacting and everyone is saying yes he has to go blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then three weeks from now what will the news be that's fair that's fair would it actually yeah that's so so we'll, we'll, we'll have to stay posted really because um does something that gets violent at some point does the military actually have to you know um because he has some guys on the side too so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a walkover i don't think um i actually think yeah i'm sorry this is kosala speaking i actually think i saw an article saying something about him being restored back into power i think i genuinely think that's how it's going to end i think that people would fight 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 and you'll get tired and then he'll be back (laughs) then I will continue. And I hate to not be, to have that kind of view about it, but hey, this is is just another. I just want want to know, like, I just want to know what Mugabe has on these people. Like, how, because it's like, I feel like this is not the first time this has happened. Like, this has happened before. Yeah, where they've, like, tried to, like, remove him from power and whatever the case may be. But I just want to know, like, what he has on these people or like what exactly the hold is how he is able to hold on to power hmm. 
and just not be challenged by anybody. Also, apparently, the guy who they are touting, like, I don't want to pronounce his name because I don't know how to pronounce his name. Like, I don't want to mess someone's name up. But apparently, the the main guy who is supposed to be replacing him has been sort of like a right-hand man of his for, like, a few months now. So even if this guy eventually replaces Mugabe, Right. I guess the question is, is he really, like, is this, like, a second coming of Mugabe? Like, yeah. what? Right. Yeah. What? It's, like, I don't, yeah. It's, it should be. And it's, Russian man, Gagwe. Yeah, it should be. It's, yeah, like, I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Please, stop. <laughs> Gagwa. Guys. Okay. <laughs> behave yourselves. Anyways, it's it, it should be really fascinating to see how it plays out um i find that oftentimes people generally just are more comfortable with the status quo like the concept of turmoil and fighting and you know struggle for independence all that is very uncomfortable and sometimes you need like you really need a lot of like will kind of within the society for that to happen but what i suspect has happened too though is that this just this window this chance um, I have created that opportunity where people would not, the people of Zimbabwe won't accept much less. Does that make sense? So it's it's just, um, we remain hopeful and, you know, we encourage our, our people and our brothers and sisters from Zimbabwe to remain as peaceful as possible, but to also demand the best of their leadership um, and essentially make sure that the society, the situation represents them. Because the military takeover has nothing to do with them. It's pretty much just ego fighting between the President and his wife and the military guys. However, the, the Zimbabwean people are really who's important here. Um, what does their future look like? How does their country's fortune t- turn around so it you know makes their lives better? So that's just my thoughts on that first story. Um, you guys, any closing thoughts, or could we move on to the next one? Um, one thing I found interesting while I was trying to like do a li- like a little bit of research mm-hmm. and like look into the whole coup not coup thing is. I found that, so basically since the 1960s, um, Africa as a whole has seen at least 200 successful and failed coups. It's like... Wow. Damn. 200. 200. 200. Wow. Yeah. So there's like a whole list of countries with the most number of coups. And it's just, I think it's sad that this is still happening in 2017 i definitely think that a lot of the leadership needs to take a hard look which they're Mm. obviously not going to do but Mm. you know we can hope that people will realize that you know we are coming into a new age in the world almost and if we're still like literally in the middle ages of the continent and like still arguing and still trying to figure out leadership yeah at like at this point like how like how can people lead effectively i think that's just really incredibly sad yeah it is it is yeah we could we could be doing we could be doing so much better and not not necessarily comparatively because i think every country has its own struggles but you're right africa's africa's countries are oftentimes very far behind but you know there's progress like we have fewer dictators than we have ever had and it's you know there's some progress i think that's at least one thing to take away from it but hopefully this plays out well um so yeah next story ify you want to go ahead 
sure. Um, so the next story we have is one second. Data. So there was a plague in Madagascar. Um, essentially from um, August through October, um, about 2,000 cases um, of the plague um, have been reported. Um, so essentially the essentially in Madagascar, there usually is a number of plagues reported every year. Um, but this year, yeah, so but this year, um, more cases were reported and it was a different type. It was the pneumonic plague this year. Um, usually they have like the bubonic plague about like 400 cases every year. Bubonic plague um, is the one that rats, rats are just carrying around up and down, right? Yes. So apparently, um, while I was like reading on this, mm-hmm. I found that um, the pneumonic plague is basically like an evolved version of the bubonic plague. Oh, um, yeah. So. Um, as of November 13th, um, CNN basically reports that the plague is continuing to slow down. Okay. Um, but nine neighboring countries are on alert um, in case the infection reaches their borders. Um, these countries are the Comoros, Ethiopia, Kenya, Mauritius, uh, Mozambique, Reunion Island, Seychelles, uh, South Africa, and Tanzania. Um, and um, th- most of those countries have uh, trade links with Madagascar, so I think um, oh, they're basically just watching to see, yeah. Um, but as of November 17th, okay. which was yesterday, um, Vox reports that there has not been a new case reported in about three weeks. Oof. So that's that's okay. hopeful news. Right. Um, I think uh, I also read that, I guess, because of how... Um, the whole Ebola thing went down. I think mm-hmm. a lot of countries have sort of um, really looked into how they respond right. to um, these epidemics and like the, these public health issues. So I think that was very helpful um, in this case, but it's something to also look at going into the future to see how, you know, we respond to epidemics and, you know, these outbreaks of diseases because, as the world becomes more global, mm-hmm. it's it's not going to slow down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like we would right. we, we would have more instances of, you know, things popping up here and there. Right. Um, it's just something to look at. Yeah. Yeah. We have so much access to each other nowadays now that like like one thing in one place. Imagine a place like I don't know, like Delhi or New York or Lagos. Have God forbid having something this serious, it, it could get really bad. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I actually just I had a plan I had a trip planned to Comoros soon. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so wow, 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 <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I can't get it on this. I, I can't get daily. As your sister, I didn't know you had a trip. Wow. It, it, okay. It, it, y'all, y'all didn't so know because you have a trip, God forbid so cool. something happens because Akadi has a trip. But you know, I'm just wow. upset you didn't tell me. But it's okay. 
breaking the news to me over. I'm, okay. I'm messing with y'all. I didn't, I didn't even know Cormorous X is a step to like that. I'm so sorry. Ooh, wow. I, yeah. Wow. Wow. No, wow. That's no, even no. worse. You realize wow. the name of the pod? <laughs> Did you guys know? Hands at it. Hands at it. I'm growing, wow. I'm growing wow. with the podcast. Okay. I'm growing okay. with the podcast. I'm, we are growing together. We are all growing together. See? Yeah, we, I mean, the we, we, we are growing together, but I, I would not like. You know, there are some things I would just like admit, like on air. This like, is, oh, I is, didn't know this was a country. This is an honest. This is an honest, transparent podcast to all my, my listeners. I promise you that my inadequacies will always be open for you guys to see, because I'm growing uh-huh. just like you guys are growing. We are growing. Just stop this. You sound I'm like a politician. Like I sound like a. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right. Okay. So, so, so next thing. Um, Yes, yes. My okay, thoughts yeah, on this. Yeah, 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 sir. My thoughts. My name is Consola. Auntie, stop saying your name. We it know is. your voice by now. It's okay. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know who you are by now. We know <laughs> your <laughs> voice. The listeners can tell, okay? Just go ahead. <laughs> okay. Jump right in. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. My thoughts on this story was, like, when I first read it, and mm. thank God for this podcast, because I don't think I would have found out about it if not that we're looking up stories for this episode. And that's what, like, scared me. I was like, eh, so this is actually going on. And as much as we all have access to each other now, the world is more global, why are we still not finding out about these things, you know, that are going on in our continent, you know, that are happening to people that are just like us? And that was my first thought. And and, uh, the first story I saw actually was that there's not been a new case since three weeks, and that made me happy. But, like, if we can help, like, how do we help to donate to these people? You know, when there was mm-hmm. the flooding in in Texas, people donated, people tried to help out. Mm-hmm. But we should also have avenues to help people because the plague is not something Sorry, that no. you incite upon yourself. It's not something you, it's something that you wake up one morning and hey, all of a sudden there's a plague. So it's, it's I, I feel like, disaster. yes. So I I I'm just worried that there's not enough avenue to mm-hmm. help these. African countries. That's fair. That's fair. That's very yeah, insightful. All right, Lincoln, just as you continue, it's your story up next. How about you go ahead? Yes, I've been waiting for this. Uh, well, not waiting for this story, but waiting to talk I've about this story. Um, sorry. I said I was What did we okay. say about I said I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Go Presidential hopeful and a critic of Rwanda's president, Paul Kagame has mm-hmm. been in prison together with her mother and sister since the 22nd of September mm-hmm. over charges they describe as politically motivated. Um, this lady is a 35-year-old um, lady, and she was disqualified from running against Kagame mm-hmm. in the August presidential elections. She stood as an independent candidate, and she was already disqualified, and wow. she lost eventually. She lost the race, but all of a sudden she's being charged with forgery and okay. inciting in surrection during her bid to run for president she's she's now looking at a minimum of 20 years 20 years yes uh during her campaign part of what her campaign was about was to demand justice for her father who was murdered suspiciously two years back in 2015 because and he was murdered suspiciously it's called suspiciously because he had tense relations with kigami already um she's charged with evading taxes and I don't know how her mother and sister got into it, but now they're also in prison with her. Wow. They all pled guilty, not, pled, guilty not, right, right. Uh, not guilty, not mm-hmm. guilty. Um, and so their arrest and detention are politically motivated. 
Jeez. I, my thoughts on this story, I don't know how to feel. Because um, I've spoken with a few uh, uh, people from Rwanda, and they all speak very highly of President Kagame. Right. Um, this, the sense I get from it is that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. He's also been in power for a long, long time, time, but he's a, but no. he's apparently been a good president. Mm-hmm. And Rwanda is one of these African countries that I look up to in right. terms of their progress as a nation. Sure, they, sure. Beautiful, beautiful country. They... People speak highly of that country when they go there. So to see these things come out of a country, I mean, no country is perfect. Look at America, look at Nigeria. You can't even, but like to see that this is still happening where they're forcefully uh, silencing the person because they, they chose to speak out on their views Hmm. uh, politically is, is, I don't know how to feel about that. I I think it's, it's rather disappointing. Um, and I don't know if her views. Yes, go. Oh, sir, I was I was just gonna say apparently they've been in solitary confinement yeah. for most of this time that wow. they've been imprisoned. It's, it's crazy. It's 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 yeah. unbelievable. And I if I don't know what her views were when she was running, I don't know if they were completely wrong or yeah. anything. Like if she did act, she may have actually des- have deserved to be disqualified. But to now have these charges on her, if they're at all untrue, is just it's not. Not right at all. That's There's currently a petition being signed, and thousands of people have signed it to get her released, hmm. her and her sister and her mother, and hmm. there's still not been any change till today. Yeah, that's that's like one of the toughest things. So first of all, the whole... Like, actually, if you go ahead, go ahead. While I gather my thoughts. I... I don't have much to say. Like, I, this is not something that I've really, really looked into. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely agree um, that there isn't any reason for them to be incarcerated, be in solitary confinement, if mm-hmm. there are, or if there's basically like no basis of them doing any of these things that they said that they did, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is, um, I guess, going off of what Consola said about. Um, him being a good president, but he's been in power for a while. Like, even though he, like, how how good of a president do you have to be to have that much access to power for that yeah. long of a time? You know, I, I feel like this is something that, like, this is like a mentality that we always have. Like, a lot of people always, a lot of people don't, challenge like what the status quo is and they feel like oh you know since things are going well i mean things are going well but how well are things going you know yeah. i don't know like i don't have too too much to say i just that's that's, that's it's just fair. a sad story yeah, yeah. I, I think i mean i've had people on the podcast i've had wonderful guests as well who've shared their opinions Rwandans who shared their opinions on the podcast about um, their president about you know how they feel about him and all those kind of things. I totally appreciate that, and I totally um, it's not, I, it is not my place to administrate their feelings on their president. Um, I'm just always very wary of the risk of having people stay for too long. Um, a good parallel was is Mugabe. His people liked him at first, the first couple of years they did. Um, that's why he even got. That's why he got to even stay the first couple of years. First twenty years. Yeah, because 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 that's when it's really <laughs> shaky. The first twenty. I mean, when you think about it, twenty years as president. Um, and I think the the issue, the thing we don't think about oftentimes in these African countries is that 
if you're good, part of you being good is you being able to prepare somebody to succeed you when the allotted time is up. Like if you're not, if you're, if you're a president and you don't have people coming behind you, you haven't done a good job of party building. You haven't gone and done a good job of coalition building. That means the people you're leading really are trash too. That's just the issue. Um, and for you to tell me that, oh, you are the only one who can keep things good or keep things progressing or keep things moving forward to me that's not that's just not genuine and and this comfort we've gotten oftentimes with oh this guy's doing a good job this guy's doing this good this guy's doing that good and all that kind of stuff it's just it just you know it's it's a lack of foresight oftentimes because the longer you let somebody stay in office like that you're at you're the longer the more at his mercy you are you know at some, you know, at some point, I think the Rwandan people won't be able to kick Kagame out of office, even if he became bad. That is their, their, they will eventually pass that threshold. And I think that he should, he, if he truly is a good leader, he should step down prior to that point. That's just the honest truth. And if you look at even like, if you look at people like Museveni and, and people like that in Uganda, these are people who literally, wrote, they wrote books when they were, you know, revolutionaries, they wrote books about how all, like presidency should only last six years or 12 years, you know, they, 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 they feel the way we feel, but then power, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. I knew this, I knew this, I knew this. I think that's also like a sad, I feel like that's like a sad way to like lose your legend. Yeah. Um, I guess going off of like, you know, the whole Mugabe thing, it's like, yeah, the first couple of years, first of all, 20 years is, fucking too long but it's like you know in the beginning you are like this revolutionary and you know you stand for like these amazing things and people really look up to you and then 40 years later like people are like literally like praying to god that you die like there's like <laughs> <laughs> there's like a really sad no seriously like there's like a really sad disconnect there like that's not what someone should aspire for their legend to be. Yeah. I have heard, um, I've heard from, uh, sorry, this is Kosala speaking. I've heard from, oh I think, God. one of my friends who is Rwandan. I'm sorry, I have to introduce myself. I've heard from one of my friends who is Rwandan that uh, he is, it seems like, I think he might be preparing someone to take over his place. But still, he's been in power a long time, oh, since long. 2000. So that's about 17 years. It's a long time. But so, I don't know when this person will be prepared can we, or if he's actually preparing someone. Um, and my can, final we just touch, is, can we just touch briefly sorry. on, like, how, how do you prepare someone to take over power first? Like, mm. that to me makes no sense. I don't know, because I feel like, being when you are in a civilized country mm-hmm. i would assume that you know if you have achieved what your administration says or your administration set out to achieve mm-hmm. people will gravitate towards your party in general or right. whatever the case may be but right. you don't just prepare someone and be like oh so now that i've spent 20 years and I'm like ready to, you know, like go dance with my forefathers. Right. Here is the person that I prepared for for you, right. you guys, like to take over. That makes right. no sense. So, no, I, I don't right. even. I don't think it's necessary that. I think it's more like you're a president, so you're appointing ministers, you're appointing all these people who should be competent enough to deliver your mandates. 
So if those, like, well, essentially what you're saying is that none of those people are really that competent without you. Does that make sense? And that's, that's it. That, like, mm. you're, you're at the fundamental finding trash people. And then at the end of the day, first of all, if you're present for 20 years, when you started, you should have built a school that taught people how to lead, that taught elementary children how to lead. By the time you are leaving 25 years later, that person should be going as an adult who are ready to be president. If you're, if you're going to be there for that long, in my opinion, like if, if these people are really there for that long, you should be doing stuff to make sure leadership is there. Because the thing that should be important to you should not necessarily be your party or to be you having power yourself. It should be that the country is in good hands at all times. That's just it. Right. And I think that's the issue. That's not how these people think. They want power. They don't necessarily want the country to be in good hands. Right. Can I just say my final thoughts is yes, yes, yes. Um, props to Miss Diane Quigara, who's, I mean, a 35 year old who's running for president. Yeah. Like no matter how he ended, but I'm all about women, you know, going, going for what they want. That's why what might be in their path. So props to her. You go, girl. I mean, Hopefully, Hopefully you can use. Let's go and make sure <laughs> what she was charged but, for wasn't like a real something, though. Because I know, I, I told even you. if it's real, like she she uh, went for no, what she wanted. To. Uh, no. I mean, I'm not going to justify if it was if she did bad things to get it, but like yeah. just going for what she wants. Yeah, you like the conceptual idea of a woman going for something like that. I completely, yes. agree. I completely, yes. I'm on your side. Alright, let, let's hop on to the next story. Um, so now nah, this one that I found just. It's kind of funny, really. Actually, it's not funny, it's sad, but it's also kind of funny to be honest with y'all. Um, so <laughs> there was this report called the World Internal Security and Police Index Reports. Essentially, what it does is that it rates internal security within all the 127 countries, pretty much all the countries on earth. Ooh. Um, and bruh, man, yo. Africa, man. Bruh. We took an L. No, we, we live. We took an L. God, we took an L. Bruh. Bro, we, ah, bruh. Oh, my God. First of all, okay, so there are 57 <laughs> countries on the African continent. So, you know, we're, we're represented heavily on this list. Let's just, let's How many it. countries did you say there were? There are like 54 African, 54 African okay, countries. Okay, I thought you said 57. Was Who, like, said 57? Okay. Who said 57? Who said that? I said that first. I would admit. Transparency. Anyways. Like, what? So, so we heavily represented you know 54 is almost half that list but for the last three countries like last second to the last sorry last penultimate and last 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 like trip anyways we carried all of them first of all giants of africa nigeria last like last okay <laughs> i have something to say about this okay I think it really is just all about perspective. Last you know what I mean? Five. We came, we came oh first from behind. Last. Let's <laughs> from behind. Like, let's not, nah, like, let's oh, not diminish what we have achieved here. Oh. Okay? At oh. least now they know our names. <laughs> they, they well, I, I don't think anyone needs no. see, help knowing Nigeria's see, name. Nigeria was last. Congo was second Was to anyone last. surprised though? Kenya was no, dead to the last. But but there's actually some fairly interesting, which depending on your perspective that you guys might see as a silver lining or otherwise, the highest African country ranked was Botswana under 47. So they enter like they passed, like they're failing, like halfway point is failing. They they generally passed. And just to give you some perspective, the United States is 33rd on that list. So like Surprise, surprise. No, yeah, I mean 
you know, I have personal opinions on the United States, but, but at least they did their share. They're asking me for money as I drive <laughs> the truth. I mean, depending on what color you are, you have different kind of threat top, levels. I mean, top, <laughs> top 50%. Top, to, top, top yeah, yeah. I mean, no, honestly, like, um, but, you know, Nigeria definitely, and I, apparently one of the reasons why it's so low on the list is, and, and kind of all of those countries really have struggled with terrorism, Al-Shabaab in Kenya, Congo has a lot of internal stuff going on, and Nigeria had, um, sorry, Boko Haram was attacking Nigeria, I don't say has, Kenya doesn't have Al-Shabaab, Al-Shabaab was terrorizing parts of Kenya, so those kind of things have been, um, but here's the thing though, like, the more important re- thing to this for me, like this story, was less the story itself and more the reaction from um, the police officials, specifically Kenya and Nigeria. Um, they pretty much started tweeting us, we disavowed this report, this report is nonsense. But, you know, that's the wrong reaction. It's pretty much like somebody coming to Nigeria, making, doing like data and like, you know, figuring out everything and then finding out that Nigeria is trash. And then telling us Nigeria is trash and we'll be like, we disavowed the reports. Like, we don't know that we have some issues in the country. Does that make sense? Like, so rather than saying, oh, we disavow it entirely, you say, oh, you know, okay, maybe we don't agree with everything, but there are definitely takeaways. There are definitely things we can work on. Um, there are definitely things that it's a, it's a mentality that shows people willing to progress versus people that right. are not particularly interested in doing so. Does that make sense? So that, that was just one thing right. I kind of caught from it. I was like, this this rubs me off the wrong way, and and I think that you know we could definitely do better. But really, I mean, think about it. If if Botswana was forty seven, and there are fifty four countries in Africa, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the math the math doesn't look good, yo. Like the math does not like, look good at so all. That's, oh. My thing is, I I guess I can only speak on like my own lived experience. Mm-hmm living in nigeria um versus i guess my experience or the experiences i've had now living in the united states right first of all okay so i saw somewhere that um i guess the spokesman of the nigerian police mr (laughs) jimmo mashut came out and said oh our police is the best police in africa right i know if you go on social so so if you like just being on social media and um looking at what people who are living in nigeria now would say about what our police force is like our police like commits illegal detention yeah like our police force like they literally kill people Private corruption, like, like everything, ju- like just for like the fun of it, yeah. they they demand for bribes, like they intimidate people. They there is no trust between mm-hmm. the ordinary Nigerian civilian and the Nigerian police, and this is in, in comparison to other countries. And I don't even think that like we shouldn't be, I guess comparing ourselves to oh who was the best in africa who happened to be number 47 in the world like that's not what our basis of comparison should be but it's just sad that you know we have i don't i wouldn't even say oh we have a broken system because it doesn't even seem like there is a system in place from like from what i've seen in the past like it just seems like you know, people who go into the army and people who go into the 
police force in Nigeria. And please, anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, kindly, because don't come for me like that. But, like, it's like, like, many of these guys don't even have, like, the basic education that will help you sort of understand like human behavior if mm-hmm. if that makes any sense like right, right. here in the united states i guess they're trying to like well hopefully they're trying to do a thing where before people can actually sign up to be you know police officers they right. have some sort of college degree mm-hmm. i don't even know if people in nigeria have or if the if the people in the police force in nigeria have um high school education Right. Or finished high school with like cool. a certain amount of, we actually, you know, we actually have another story credits or whatever. Up, so, so that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's it, it's unfortunate because you know if you put someone who doesn't who has no basic world view mm-hmm. and you're telling them to go police other people sure. and you are not compensating them well for their time. You are not giving them any sort of incentives to do their job correctly. Right. What do you expect to happen? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's, what it's, the fuck? It's a result. It's a result. Of, I have a, yeah. And and I I, I do. Have, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, no, but no, I no. have a few thoughts on this. Yes. This now, is. Now I this don't is remember. This is and I don't remember the list exactly, but are we sure that every African country was included on this list? Um, like, I'm not sure I, if every African country has police I forces. Not, I, oh, damn, yeah. I read so, somewhere that there are some countries that were excluded um, because they were not able to gather up enough uh, data, basically. Okay. Right, right. So, so, I just, just right. to, right. like, at this point of the 47, yeah, yeah, just putting yeah. that out there. Cool, um, no, no, Another thing I... Yeah, continue. Another thing I thought, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's, and I don't, I'm not sure if I completely trust this report, just because mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of, it might be not right. fair to put the the basis of terrorism <clears throat> in it, because terrorism mm-hmm. is a different ballgame altogether. Right. Like it's we're a third world country in some people's eyes, uh, but and we're dealing with terrorism that is beyond, like it's not just a Nigerian. Terrorism, like it, they have support from outside terrorist groups that is stronger right. than what we can handle. So I think it's if you and th- terrorist groups tend to plague countries that are, they see see as weak in yeah. the first place. Yeah. So to to base and I think even if if you mark out um, and I'm speaking for Nigeria here, mm-hmm. um, oh, what's the name of that terrorist group again? Wow, I can't. Boko Haram. Boko Haram. Wow. Wow. Boko Haram. Wow. Okay. Wow. I forgot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> If you take out Boko Haram, I think Nigeria should still be 127 over 127. But I think that's for... Right. <laughs> yeah, this is a positive podcast for improvement. Yeah, continue. Well, they're, they're bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're bad. Yeah, you I, have to tell... You don't yeah. have to ask someone. But to 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 let terrorism be a basis for the report, I think is yes. yeah. shaky grounds. Like, I don't, right. I don't think that is yeah. a true judge of... And, yeah. I don't trust the report entirely myself. It's just something that's sort sort of speaking the mind, the thing that a lot of people have had in their minds for a long time. Right. Right. So yeah. 
And I agree with you, like, you know, terrorism, and when you factor in terrorism, it's kind of like, it gets a little iffy, right? It's like, okay, yeah. it, it, it makes no sense. But I think it's also, like, aside from that whole conversation, it's important to sort of realize that a lot of these countries, again, going going off on Nigeria, because that's what I'm more familiar with, mm. but a lot of these countries, like, they have in their budgets that they present, in their budgets that they pass, like, they have fundings for these institutions, mm-hmm. for lack of a right. better word. Right. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. how exactly do you guys now spend the mm-hmm. money <laughs> that you put towards security? No, because, right. if you, like, if you, if you look at the fine print, like, I don't have that information right now, but mm-hmm. I'm sure if you look at the fine print, you will see you know, money in the tune of billions of dollars or, like, right. millions of dollars. Right. Dollars, not even Naira, dollars that is supposed to go towards security. Yeah. But yet, okay, so what is the trading protocol? Like, how do you guys train people? Right. Like, how do you guys even vet people to go into the police force in the first place? Like, you can't just give a gun to, to any anybody, rando right. Right. who, who right. wants to be a police officer and be like, okay, go on police. Like, if you go to a police station in Lagos and be like, oh, my house got robbed. Okay, yes. what do you want us to do? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, so, like, how, and, and you now want to come and tell us that, oh, our police force is the best police force in Africa. Yeah. yeah. Right. Where? People, the people. <laughs> how? Yeah, so that... You know what I found funny with what, what you said, Ify? Sorry to interrupt you, Akere, no, no, no. Is that, you, you know, they get money for, in their budget for security. And they still collect bribes from people from, on the road, so they should yeah. have more money. I mean, <laughs> just the, the, yeah. Because well, I mean, the the, the structs, every day they collect yeah. bribes. But, every but the, day. the power structures of corruption. Those guys that are on the roads, the big cops, they're Different. not seeing yeah. them. Yeah, no, it's just a joke. Yeah, no, right. no, I get just right. you know because I also I, like I blame. I don't blame anyone who. I mean, it's it's not the right thing to do. Don't people should it. not be no, doing that. But yeah, no, no. No, for real, like, I cannot blame someone who is depending on, like, it's an incredibly fucked up thing to say, like, I agree, yes, and I shouldn't be saying that, yes, but, like, let's look at the facts, like, Mm. like, like we said, they pass money to, like, the tune of thousands and billions and stuff for these, you know, structures to work properly, but they don't. Yeah. If a police officer has you know like health insurance has money coming to them for you, you know like their 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 kids schooling or whatever the case may be like they have all of these incentives right. then i would say okay you should not be collecting bribes like right, if right. you were getting paid your salary on no. the regular right then yeah, i would say true, okay true. you have no reason to be collecting bribes right but when when Man, them have not seen salary in six months. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get Yeah. Like, yeah. how are they supposed to feed, feed their kids? It's and all... many of these people have, like, four, five, six kids. Wow. Like... Yeah, it's it's conditioned. Right? I just, just have too many kids. First of all, <laughs> I don't need to... You should make your kids better now. Population. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 move on to the next story. Yeah, this one is making me a little sad. But um, yeah, if yeah, I think it's your turn. Yes, yes, yes. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, the World Bank program um is going to support Africa's top digital innovators. Um, so the World Bank Group um launched Excel Africa, 
which is a five-month business acceleration program um, designed to support the 20 most promising digital startups from sub-Saharan Africa. Um, so these startups will receive mentoring from global and local experts, um, learn through um, a tailor-made curriculum, um, increase their original visibility, and get access to potential corporate partners and investors. Um, and with support from prominent African investment groups, Excel Africa will help the 20 selected startups um, attract early stage capital between $250,000 um, to $1.5 million. Y'all want to um, so that. many, like, well, what are we doing here? Like, I, I thought this was the basis of this whole, like, I don't get it. Is it tech news media organization startup, yo? <laughs> we move. Like, Loki at us, the world band, please. please. Um, can we you put here. my um, Twitter in the in the show notes? Yes, just, yes. I, guess, just like, <laughs> I mean, like, you don't need to send me info. the whole 250,000. It's like 800,000 will be fine, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, let's, like, let's do this. Like, I don't even, I mean, very, very, like, you know, okay. But going back to the story, yes. many of the said startups have female co-founders, yay. Yeah. Um, and many yeah. of them um, also specialize in digital solutions for the African market, including uh, financial tech, transportation, healthcare, education, human resources, and something called B2B. I had to, like, look this up, and it means business to business. Um so that's 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 a good uh that's a good piece of like positive news boys to boys sure continue i can't hear you standing we are so tired Uh, okay we are so tired um but yeah so that's really that's a really good piece of like positive news um for one, excited that many of um, these startups have female co-founders. Hopefully, this is something that they continue to champion and yeah. um, doesn't flop. No, I mean, that's, that's a big better word. Yeah. yeah, that's a fantastic story. Um, I have nothing yeah. to say on that one. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, I think it's great. Yeah, like positive. A lot of startups have been. I don't know about uh, the rest of the countries in Africa, but there have been a lot of good startups out of Nigeria alone. So I think it's it's great. Um, yeah. A lot of, especially tech startups. Mm-hmm. My concern, and it's not my concern with them because I think they should keep doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is amazing. You're doing great, honey. All of that. <laughs> but my my concern with some of the tech things that are, or some of the way tech is moving in Nigeria, for instance, mm-hmm. is that it's it's moving too fast for the common man. Like uh, some people are moving fast and some people just don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Like if there was a way to carry everyone along in the movement, mm-hmm. that would be great. And I'm not, not putting pressure on anyone, mm-hmm. but that, that's kind of what I see going on. Yeah. There's some people that are like, oh, using this great startup, using their products, right. like they're awesome, everything. And there are people that just no, don't no, know. So, so yeah. But right, then so. who... I guess going my question um, going off of that would be whose responsibility Stability. should that right. be? Um, and I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't uh, yeah. answer that because it, it definitely does not belong to the people that find that uh, that uh, found mm, that the founders of this company yes. uh, start that that start this companies, but it, it's kind of just what I see going on mm. where there's like. Yeah. Yaba Valley, like some people yeah. would call it 
I really don't like that name at all. Yabakon but Valley. Wait, Yabakon Valley? Yeah, Yabakon Valley. Like Silicon Valley. Who was responsible for that name? Not me. But like, especially like in a place like Yaba, that's where you see where, you know, there are tech companies that have their their locations there. And then in that Yaba, you see the average layman. Yeah, the juxtaposition is crazy. It's crazy. So, like, yeah. that's kind of the I think, position I see. I think um, what is disappointing about that is the fact that it's not that the human potential is not there. Mm. You know, right. it's not that the human potential is not there. It's not that people are not willing to learn. Um, hopefully, some of these startups, um, especially the ones that are geared towards technology hopefully um they work towards you know making that opportunity available to or making more opportunity available to people who want to learn or people who don't even know that this could be um i guess an avenue for them to kick it up a notch Um, i know that there are one or two of those types of companies available um, but when you sort of consider, you know, the the supply versus the demand or the lack of demand or people who don't even know that this is something that they should be demanding, um, hopefully this is something that just, you know, picks up as time goes on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I think I have to add is that we need more social, like, startups startups are trying to disrupt like orphanages things like that not disrupt orphanages really but you guys get what i'm saying like make those systems work better um right. yeah yeah so whose turn is it whose turn is it oh my god is your turn talk yes 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 because i'm on the mic oh my god <laughs> drop, um, drop that beat shawty so- sorry Sorry. Yes. <laughs> okay. Drop the yeah. The mother's supposed to drop the beat. I'm supposed to rap anyway. Um. Stop this. Stop this. But I've lost his like so. You just that on time. Like quite painful. I'm just trying. I'm just trying my best to really. Quite painful. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not. I'm not going to try rap. I'm not going to put our listeners through that. Um. The next story, and I'm sure if you're Nigerian, you've probably already heard about this, is about oh the educational crisis, crisis. in Kaduna. Crisis. It is quite the crisis. So the governor in Kaduna, Governor Nassar El Rufai, um, discovered that there were poor performances of students from Kaduna in external examinations. How did he discover this? Um, so while well, he looks at the exam results, I... Oh, Zoom. No, go ahead. Go ahead. 2019, <laughs> approaching, guys. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and so he decides to kind of figure out what the problem is. So mm-hmm. he um, basically asks all the teachers there to go through a general attitude test mm-hmm. um, that's based on a primary four exam. Um, and it's based on the following uh, subjects uh, math, the, the English language, uh, elementary I, school? Yeah, is that I primary, primary four is like grade. That's grade four. Four. That's grade four. Yeah, grade four. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm not sure. In in four subjects, the English language, uh, math, well, not four. Six subjects? No, in a few subjects. In English, math, science, current affairs, social studies, and the likes. And these are all very basic subjects. Um, And about 22,000 teachers um, 
or more. Over 22,000 teachers took this test and about 22,000 teachers were sacked because wow. we performed woefully on this test. Um, so, and then, so people took to the streets demanding that these teachers be given a fairer chance that a test is not the real, a, an aptitude test is not a, a real indication of intelligence or something like that. And <laughs> I'm just like, first mad. of all, let me just, yeah, let me just have they're actually four. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Y'all sound wow. uh, awfully elitist. Teachers Y'all sound awfully elitist. Privileged. Right now. elitist yes, privileged. yes, we are. I'm but I'm going to just put that out there. And we are. And unfortunately, it's, it's just, yes, we are privileged. Hmm. And I think it's sad because these teachers are, they're, they're an end product of a system that's failed in the first place. Hmm. So as, as, I think they should be sacked because uh, we need to, have new teachers that would actually teach the students things that are useful so that, mm-hmm. that when they grow up, they don't actually, they don't fail the similar type of test. Yeah, but also, right. like, what do you do with, there's already a large, like, the unemployment rate in Nigeria is already pretty large. Yeah. So, like, what do these teachers do? They have kids, they have families, and it's, it's well, it's their fault, but it's, also, it's not really their fault that they failed. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we know that they were taught in school? This is something that's passed down. They were given poor education, so yeah. they thought poor education. So, the whole thing is very right. interesting yeah. to say the least but please do not do not they don't i mean so here's where me being like the humble one out of all of us because y'all a bunch of privileged wow. guys I'm, I'm gonna just put that out there really but um uh, because being, you're humble doesn't mean you're privileged you're not privileged though. me being I'm the just put hum- that out there i said too. me be the humble one out of all of us <laughs> um i think that it's just as always you know i first of all i think the governor of that state um Rufai is a lot more thoughtful than most governors. Like for you to issue an aptitude test to your teachers, like right. we don't, that doesn't happen often. Um, and I just want to. Can I just say, I, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Oh god! A video, a video, <laughs> a video was circulating on social media. Like I would say, this was over a year ago of another Nigerian governor. Um, oh. The governor of Edo State, Oshamale, I think his name is. Right, right. Um, he was speaking to some teacher as mm-hmm. well, like asking her questions, mm-hmm. and she was also failing woefully. Oh, so God. this is not. It's not. This is it's not, not unique. It's not new. Oh. It's not new, and right. it's not unique to Nigerian teachers. But right. I'll All right, so, so. actually say my thoughts after you're done. Okay. Sorry for cutting you off. Thanks, thanks for cutting me off. <laughs> I, I just like being cut off sometimes. It's wonderful. Kiss me home. I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> just so, talk. So first of all, I just noticed something. The um the people who organized the strike, the the name of that union is called the Nigerian Union of Teachers. Nuts. Just talk. <laughs> anybody review that shit like Nigerian <laughs> teaches you like the oh my god I'm so, okay so let's let's guess hmm, I'm it really is harmless i'm serious to, to I'm someone serious. else I'm, it's, it's harmless someone else some some of you just have that too much anyways um so <laughs> so yeah this this like I'm glad that he had the like he has at least the introspection to consider that one of the most critical things is education because what, that's what we always say when they ask us what do we need to fix in Nigeria what do we need to fix in African country we always say education and this is a move and here's the thing the, the way you then put take that even further 
um, this introspection is by saying, okay, now I've added 22,000 people to labor markets effectively. How do I assimilate them? How do I make sure that right. these people, um, and then you offer them options for assimilation into like, let them go to trade schools, let them learn how to do things. I also strongly suspect to be, to be completely honest with you, if you're a grown ass adult, um, and you're a teacher, right? You somehow become a teacher and you're failing a grade four levels, like math test perhaps. And what's grade four level math? Like long division, maybe like. It's, maybe. It's like maybe like that's even if it, yeah. i don't know i can't even remember what you, what you learned on game for i feel it means that you're also not that hard working so i feel like that's part of it too some of these people just and this might sound a little elitist too but like if you're at that level failing that much um you might not have I, tried like i disagree with you hmm. i disagree with you because maybe we don't know the requirements to become a teacher Fair in enough. nigeria at least i'm not sure <laughs> that's my point and exactly this might this might have just been an avenue for employment for oh, them I see. so literally anybody if they found somebody who was willing to be a teacher they just let don't them know be what you've done don't know right. they just let them be in oh, i, I think a, a, be- a way this could have been better handled was mm. maybe not sacking them but putting them through training courses like right. if they don't know primary four stuff no. let us teach them primary four stuff no, or but, depending on whichever I, but, but here's is. the thing here's the thing they took teachers from all grades and made them take that's a primary four, four tests like it's that's why i said that means you have depending like, on what grade they're in no yeah i i think i think so they should not I, be teachers Mm. Yeah, I I completely agree. I don't think Who that do they should you? be teachers. Oh yeah, I agree with you. Okay. Oh. Um, I think oh. I I don't. Please please don't get it. <laughs> I don't like. I don't think that they should be teachers. I think mm. this has like a couple of different facets to it, right? Mm. So first of all, um, what? Okay, so just growing up in Nigeria, like when you're talking about, oh, like what do I want to be in the future, blah blah blah. Right. These are jobs that a lot of Nigerians um, think are just okay-ish. Like you're okay. either a doctor, or lawyer, engineer, maybe an architect, mm. you know, and so on and so forth. Right. Like and if things don't work out, to- teacher. Exactly. If things don't work out, teaching and then becoming a police officer and then joining the army, like these are not jobs like compared to other countries. Well, I can only compare to America again because Mm. of my lived experiences. Mm. But people who become teachers in the United States or people who join the army in the United States are seen as heroes, are seen as almost like, like they made a choice work. They Let me say, exactly like right. that is a noble profession hmm. to want to, or like that is a noble career to want to have because right. you are serving other people you are giving back to your community in some way shape or form um and there are incentives for these people to do such things but okay. In Nigeria, it's like, okay, first of all, just becoming a teacher, like you're you're just seeing as oh, okay, like at least you're like doing something and you're not like wasting away. And right. then you and then you have the issue of okay, so what sort of training do these people yeah. undergo? Like right. you, you you don't just go to school for one year and come out with a teaching certificate 
teaching certificate and say, oh, I'm, I'm a, a teacher. teacher. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you compare to people who um, become teachers here, right. if you make a choice, okay, I want to teach in elementary school, yeah. then you go to specialized training for, for elementary, school. elementary school work. Yeah. If you want to be a high school teacher, then you go through specialized training. If you want to teach in colleges, you go to specialized training. Hmm. You can't just go and go for like six months to a year and get some bullshit certificate and say, oh, okay, hmm. now I'm a teacher. Yeah. And then they'll now say, oh, okay, oh, we know you are teaching like primary two math, but yeah. um, the teacher in primary six got pregnant or the yeah. teacher in primary six moved to another state. So come and teach primary, primary, um, primary right. six science, even though what you've been teaching for like the past five, six, seven years is primary two math. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of the disparity comes in because right. you're having people teach in positions that they did not train for. Right. The training is lacking. Mm. And people who go into these professions, well, a lot of people, let me not generalize, mm. but a lot of people who go into these professions go into these professions because there is no other choice for them. It's not something that they feel is like their life's calling for mm. the most part. Yeah, that's fair. So it's like... I don't know. No. The whole thing just sucks. <laughs> the whole thing just sucks. That's a good summary. Um, but okay, so we got we've got another round of stories now, and what we're gonna try and do for our listeners so that this episode doesn't become super duper long is that we're gonna try and like go through them as quickly as possible. So um, like as quickly as possible, Sha. Um, anyways, <laughs> whose turn was it? Whose turn was it? Who's I think turn? it's my turn. How did it become your turn? Who said the last story? I mean, it, it 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 doesn't have to be my like. I'm actually just like. Oh, you are claiming the turn. Wild. No, I'm I'm like putting myself out there for it to be like my turn. Oh. But like, if it's not my turn, like that's that's not nah, you know something that I would. It's it's not, it's not like it, oppose. It, it's, it's okay. It's not your turn. It's my turn. Okay, Anyways, I can't do it. It's your turn. Yes, thank you. Anyways, um, guys, so a little bit of intrigue for y'all. A little bit of super story. A little bit of. <laughs> Uh, House of Cards type of dan, 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 lots of political maneuvering and, mini, and manipulation Please get to it. anyways okay sorry I said I was going to be straight to the point anyways so I forgot your chest woman if you guys don't know who that is that is who Isabel dos Santos anyway she's Africa's richest right. woman with a net worth of about 3 billion dollars serious money like stupid money um, and she has been fired from Angola's state oil firm by the new president now, let me give you guys a lot of background. Angola, sorry. <laughs> Angola's Isabel dos Santos is the daughter of Jose or Jose Eduardo dos Santos, who was the president before this new guy, right? So the new guy comes in and fires her from the state oil firm, which is, of course, very, like, uh, lucrative and whatnot. And this is uh, it's essentially like firing one of the people that is the most powerful people on there. Like, so much so that the Supreme Court was like, Hey, we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not, like, the, the Supreme Court had to step in to say, like, at the point when she was appointed and they had to pretty much speak up about it and say that it wasn't okay. I mean, they still left her there at the end of the day, but, like, she's one of the richest. She, yeah, I mean, because her dad is, um, her dad used to be, her dad was a, was a, was a, was a president at the, at the time, I believe. Um, so just, just to give some perspective, it's a little bit of political shifting happening there. The new president is definitely setting a stake down. Um, just, just a note for you guys to pay attention to. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't lead to any type of instability. But just, 
Uh, something for you guys to pay attention to. Um, if he, since you really wanted to go next, how about you go next? Sure. Um, first of all, I just think like, why is she like, what, what's the point of her even? I just feel like her being sacked is not going to change anything, but that's, okay. that's besides the point. Anywho's um, next story, um, 26 Nigerian women um, were found dead in the Mediterranean Sea um, en route Italy. Italy actually held a mass funeral for them on Friday. Um, The director of the UN Migration Agency said that it is very likely that these girls were victims of trafficking for sexual exploitation. Um, the 26 bodies were retrieved from the sea on November 3rd by a Spanish rescue ship, um, while some 64 people um, were accounted for and feared lost. Um, so that is basically bringing the total dead to around 90. Um, some of those who died were believed to be as young as 14. Um, the Nigerian Foreign Ministry um, has described the loss of the females, um, believed to be teenagers, as a monumental loss um, and a sad moment for our country. And they called for an international investigation into the incident. Um, and this is also after no one from um, any, no one from the Nigerian government basically was there at the funeral. So, mm. right. Um... That's that. What are your thoughts? Like, let's just briefly butt heads on this one real quick. I mean, Gandhi, do you have any thoughts on this issue? Uh, I just thought it was very sad. Right. I, I'm not... Uh, but I don't know why. Well, the Nigerian Foreign Ministry has talked about it, but there's right. still not a lot of um, support, or not, not support, remorse from within the, our country, Nigeria. And right. I think that's very sad and this is trafficking is something you know we studied in social studies in primary school and to see that it's still happening in such a large amount is just it's disheartening yeah i mean if you look at like cnn has this thing called the freedom project and if you look at their numbers every year on the number of people they say from trafficking the number of estimates they have from trafficking like worldwide it's astounding it's almost like it's pretty much slave trade all over again like it's it's a lot right. of people every year um if you do have any thoughts i have a lot of thoughts um but i'll just say that this um just goes back to the fact that I feel that the Nigerian government as a whole, um, and even the state government, I think um, when you look at um, stats of trafficking from Nigeria, um, Mm. the facts are just that a lot of these women come from Edo states. Mm. Not all, but a lot. So I feel like as a responsible state government, you should be looking at um, what exactly is going on. Mm-hmm. How can we sort of improve on, you know, education opportunities mm-hmm. for these young people to not feel like the only choice they have is to leave the country. A lot of people leave the country because they feel like they don't have opportunity 
in the country for them to succeed. Yes. And for people who are not as privileged as other people, they try to look for, you know, shortcuts and like ways to, I guess, yeah. figure things out. And this is how a lot of people fall into, you know, into like trafficking issues and that. Yeah, trafficking and, like, exploitation and, like, all of these things. So I just feel like state governments, Mm -hmm. um, because as much as the federal government also needs to look at this, I think Mm -hmm. the state governments also have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to look at, you know, like, their structures, the systems that they have in place, the opportunities, you know, what's going on with education, so that a lot of these people are not, like, a lot of these people can actually fulfill their potential. Absolutely. I completely agree. The only thing, though, is that I think that the whole idea of the Nigerian government, like somebody going for the for the burial and all that, I feel like even though it would have been a nice sentiment, it's overblown. Like you just mentioned, the focus should be on stopping the problem at the root, figuring what situations made them do that. Because the truth is that if you look at it in retrospect, in a country of almost 200 million people, an incident in which two, 26 people, especially with our current situation, that the same period, there have been bombings, there have been all that. And the government hasn't done anything about anything. I'm not saying that they do about other situations, but this huge expectation to have them, you know, show up for the burial, I think it's misguided. Like, we know who, we know our government. They, they aren't about to do that. Um, and even if, like, in a, in a country that large, um, an incident of that scale might not necessarily be one that some that people show up for, especially if it happens on foreign waters. Does that make sense? Um, just if you just look at it, I understand. I, I I understand what you are saying, but I also feel as though it's if the government decides that you know trying to reduce trafficking or trying to stop trafficking is something that is important to them. Hmm. I think it will be a good gesture for them to just be there hmm. and essentially essentially just put up, I don't want to say put up the front, but essentially shows, put up a yeah, front yeah, that, yeah, that makes shows like, okay, this is something that we yeah, are right, you know, actively right. trying to, to stop. stop. I right. think the government is just very... They don't care. We don't care about like a lot of things. Right even when they say... Like, what do we say about singing? Uh, who said Who sang? Who sang? Was that you? Oh, you're singing this shit. I just, I just feel, <laughs> I just feel like for them to have been there would have mm. just been a good show of, you know, this is something that we are taking seriously, or this yeah. is something that we want to start taking seriously again yeah. to, you know, yeah. reduce the occurrences of these things. All right. Um, Linkana, how about your story? Let's do this. Uh, yes, um, this is going to be a short story, and mm-hmm. it's about my one of my favorite African countries. Surprise, surprise! Rwanda is back in this podcast. Back, uh, podca- in this podcast, Rwanda uh, recently announced that it would be termed a global visa-free entry for Ooh. travelers from everywhere in the world, everywhere? starting January. Yes, every everywhere? single place. Starting on the first of January, twenty eighteen, which is very close by, guys. That's, so that's if you want that. to Yo, go to Rwanda, start booking your trips. Let's have this vacay. Um, Let's go. Sorry. But even before, 
Rwanda already had a system in place for all African countries and a number of outside countries to to come in visa and to enjoy like visa free or to like just buy a visa upon arrival. I think it was 30 day visa free. And I think that's what they want to do for every country around the world. Uh, I do believe that some entrants will be required to pay a fee where applicable and mm-hmm. uh one of those countries is the united states yeah. um i also think that yeah. while we're talking about the united states this mm-hmm. might be something you might want to include in mm-hmm. your system this visa free entry yeah, just you know just putting that know. out there just like <laughs> letting you all know um, <laughs> but uh this rwanda is currently reputed as one of the most open in Visa Openness Index publications, which I do not know existed, uh, but you learn something new every day, guys. Uh, we're growing together. You're welcome. Yeah, I just did. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So the next two stories, like we only have two more stories. So um, I'm going to ask my co-hosts to see if they're okay with me just going over the headlines very quickly, and then we discuss both of them together. Is that okay? Is that fine? Go. go, go I don't care it. about your opinions. I'm gonna do what I want. What? Who the fuck? What? All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I jokes. JK. Love you. Um, I feel like I need like more more coffee if more, we're going to keep doing this. Wow. Um, at least I'm not saying. Should I prepare Anyways, 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 anyways. All right, let me go through this before we, we go on for too long. Anyways, so um, one of them is about the Freetown flood disaster. Um, you guys know about this. I talked about it on the podcast last season. Um, you know, we had hundreds of people dead and pretty much uh, heavy rain, flooding, and then mudslides all over the place. And one of the things that are coming out of like post-disaster analysis is that it was particularly preventable that you know deforestation was a big part of make of like creating the conditions that made that possible um in fact there's a there's a, a story reported on al jazeera an opinion piece that essentially says it was 90 percent man-made how they calculate that i don't know but um it's just pretty much a statement to tell us that hey you know like there are certain things we do to our environment that have potential consequences for us and everything like that anyways the next story i wanted to talk about you guys about is also environmental related um and it's it's pretty much a story on our resources our natural resources now i talked about kind of our environment but this is specific to our fisheries and hopefully we might be able to do an entire episode on this one if you guys are interested in the environment if you if there are any environmentalists out there um, any people that are familiar with fishing and you know how uh you know, fishing populations are declining and all those kind of things. Um, please holler at the podcast, podsaveafrica gmail.com, podsaveafrica on Twitter. Hit us up, hit me up. We out here. We waiting for you. I want to talk to you. I love you. It's nice. It's great. Anyways, um, this, this kind of note is more about how it's starting to be researched more, um, but how we should essentially consider how we manage mining our natural resources so that they both can feed our large numbers of people and can feed them for long periods of time. So that means not necessarily fishing too aggressively, not using certain types of practices. Um, this extends to farming and everything really, but um, those are the two final stories. Guys, any thoughts? Um, my thoughts are, you, you guys, if you have any um, updates on any of the stories we've shared, if any information we've had yeah. may not have been fully correct, yeah, please yeah. reach out to us. You can reach out to us via Gmail at podsaveafrica at gmail.com or yeah. on Twitter. Yes, we've gone social yeah. and we would like to yeah. hear your thoughts. Um, if you just have any comments What's on the podcast handle? at all, plus let us know. I'd Sub- like to connect with you, you know, exchange some digits and all that. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. 
Awesome. Uh, Ify, thoughts? Um, climate change is real. Yeah. Um, our governments <laughs> need to do better. Wow. Yeah. Um, Aerofi, we great job. Um, but we understand 2019 is coming. Um, but <laughs> we still, see, we see you doing the low key political. Now. <laughs> we see you though. We see you though. We're hiring a star wearing his emo um, hats. But yeah. <laughs> Great job, but you know, create more jobs, and then we you would even yeah. do a better job. Then I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's really all I have. All right, that's fantastic, y'all. So, um, everybody, this is this is season two. We popping off. It's gonna be amazing. We it's gonna be nice. It's season gonna be sweet. two. I'm excited. Are y'all excited? I'm excited. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, I I think <laughs> I think I'll I think I'll be even more excited. Um, mm-hmm. when Akandia stops singing at random um, because that's that, I didn't sign up for like, I really it's going to be going off <laughs> I, I, like your I, sign up for that. Like, I just I get the Cardi B scared. swivel in my chair forever no I'm and yeah, so and I think I think around the third episode mm-hmm. is when my American accent will start dropping and like the Nigerian yeah. will start coming out. Uh, okay. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> so stay tuned. That, that would be amazing. It's true. It's true. And her Nigerian <laughs> accent is it's tough. I should you know. It's like you'd be very surprised if it's a different person. I hear from Toronto. Y'all Anyways, don't know me. Anyway, <laughs> you don't know me. It's from the ends of Oshodi. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, so guys, thanks for listening in. Um, I'm gonna like. It's a pleasure. I love y'all, um, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. Don't care about you. Hopefully, we have you guys on every month for the monthly news updates. You got me. I'm sliding in those those hints, those hints, those hints, those hints. But no, I'm serious. Um, I think. I think. Well, I think we also have like other great, amazing stuff yeah, like, in the pipeline do. that we we're do. working on. So in the pipeline, I like it. It makes me sound in so official. Yeah. We, we got so much in the pipeline for y'all this season. So you guys should yeah, stay tuned. Continue tuned. listening every week. Every Sunday, we got episodes for you. We're on Twitter trying to pop it Okay, up. first of all, you're not fouled. <laughs> so we You're not fouled. We went, to, we, went to so. school, we went to school together. Okay. Um, we um, actually did. We actually I like did, to yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah, let's just put that out there. Yeah. Name drop. Wow. Name wow. drop. Wow. Name wow. drop. Wow. <laughs> anyways, anyways, it's, 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 this episode is the like people. The highest. Of the highest. Oh, oh man, we found that anyway, true and true. If you are happening to be listening, um, I'm, I'm a dyslexic. Yeah. Files. We actually know. Hashtag find files. Wow. Find files. From 27. It's not much older than you. Anyways, um. Guys, thanks for it. First of all, calm down. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) y'all, thanks for listening. Um, Have a wonderful rest of your day. This has been Akandia Adirule, Pod Save Africa, Consola as well, and Ify. You guys say bye one more time. Yeah. Bye. It's a pleasure speaking to you all. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Na 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 na